<laughs> I think we should be live. If so, hi, welcome to Thursdays Vinny G Live. Uh, if you're not familiar, Tuesdays and Thursdays we try and just get on here. Sometimes there's guests, and we just like to have a touch point connection with uh, family here at Redemption Flagstaff. And Tuesdays are a little more lighthearted. Thursdays we try and take a theological, doctrinal, or just social topic, cultural, cultural topic that we think is uh, a good thing to talk about in this season, or in really any season, and we just have an opportunity to talk about it now. So we jump around to different things, and, and just this week we were chatting about what's something we could jump into, and uh, this topic of singleness has been one that Anthony and I have, uh, we've lived in for, <laughs> for a while, and then uh, we, we just have a heart for big time, and so we thought we'd take an opportunity to talk through um, on singleness and what is it? Like, why is it? Um, what's the Bible say about it? What, uh, what do we see in the gospel um, that really kind of helps to... Um, oh, is it on the, the thing? Wi-Fi, maybe. Is it? Does it look a little blurry? Are we a little blurry right now? We... All right, I think that should get us back. And uh, we rolling on the camera there? Or on the computer? Yeah. Actually, All right. It looks like in the same feed, even. Yeah, it should just reconnect us. All right. Sorry about that. That was my fault. Uh, I forgot to change the, uh, turn off the Wi-Fi uh, that we have in this, this building because our Wi-Fi at our office is terrible. So again, we're just uh, jumping into the single list. Karina already with the, I think what's probably going to be the top comment of uh, everything. And so you don't need to, anyone, no one else really needs to comment, but please do comment if you have other questions or comments, thoughts. Uh, but singleness equals more money and free time. Free time, booyah, which that's just true. Fair enough. Uh, enough. I guarantee you that if you are single, uh, there will be more money and there will be uh, more free time. So, yeah, as long yeah. as you steward the money well. That's true. I guess yeah. if you just are a terrible spender, yeah, then it yeah. is less. But in general, that would be very true. So, Or if you're dating Jeff Bezos, then you would... You would have more. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's true. If you date someone who has more, so if yeah. you're a guy who dates a gal that just happens to have a My kick, buddy's going to get job. married to a doctor. I'm proud of him. What kind of doctor? So ear, ear doctor? Oh, that's the Audiologist? Best. I don't know. That's kind of doctor. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so singleness. <laughs> um, we're just going to run through some questions that are just questions that you know we've wrestled through, we've navigated through, we think are helpful and important. To talk through kind of in this uh, in this area um, if you have other questions or clarifying questions uh, based on what we're saying if you disagree with something we're saying by all means feel free to put that in there as well and we can talk further through that so um, I'm gonna ask Anthony the first question and then we'll just kind of just work back and forth through this idea uh, and then go from there so uh, Anthony uh, we chose this topic of singleness uh, and maybe you can even speak for both of us but even just yeah. as a heart for for our church why is this so important? Like, why is this something we would choose to talk about? Yeah, I, I, one, I think that a lot of times singles don't feel seen or heard or known in the church. And so I think that's just good enough reason to talk about something. Um, Give somebody, a thumbs up if you think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, too, I think it's also it's uh, the there's single people in our church and there's single people in the world. And so I think sometimes the way the church is viewed, uh, it's viewed as a place for families and nuclear families or people with kids and not a place uh, for singles or people that don't fit that kind of um, walk of life. Right. And so I think that's 
plenty of reason for us to talk about because there is a place in the church for singles and our churches should be full of singles. Our churches really should be full of every demographic that we see in the city that we are are in, in my opinion. And so I think singles make up a big part of the city we're in. And so I think that's a big reason to, to talk about singleness. And talk about what the Bible says about it, or right. yeah, why. So yeah, I think like there's uh, there's the realities of, and we're going to delve more into some of the specifics about even why we'd even answer that question that way. But just yeah. even to say in that, I really just emphasize what you're saying in regards to that we are a, a body, yeah. and uh, and and we should represent the totality of our our people, you yeah. know. And so when the church is like more formed and, and set up yeah. for a part of the body, it seems to be pretty contrary to this, what the scripture offers about totally. us, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't, you can't think of a lot of like pastors who preach who are single, you know, like that's, and that's, I'm yeah. not saying that's right or wrong. I don't yeah. think it is right or wrong, but so I think that's just gives us more of a reason to, to try to have a time where we talk about something right. like this because, um, yeah, just because those voices are not heard as much and, and, and hopefully we can speak to them. So, yeah. Um, totally. well, I, let me ask you this. Why we often hear uh, Dane Renfer, let's see what he says. Uh, so Dane said, I feel like Jess Chanery would be a really good guest speaker on this. Um, so yeah, I mean, she probably would be if she wasn't dating two guys right now. She's dating two. Yeah. She's, she's doing, not singleness. Yeah, doubleness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's she's not, not true. She's going to be not, mad. At we're me. not true. That's um, not true at all. It's very inaccurate. She, yeah, she's not very inaccurate. She's, you know, <laughs> but this, this is how we get in trouble. This is how we get in trouble. No, yeah. So uh, we'll blame it on Dane. It was Dane's fault. Thanks. Dane. Um, let me ask you this question then. Uh, why do you think? So what we hear a lot is singles feel like they're less, like they're a lower citizen in churches, often. Great. Uh, why do you think that they feel that way? Why, what do you think is going on? And, and speak to all of it. Speak yeah. to maybe there's maybe there's some correction of the singles themselves, and there's correction of the church too. So. Yeah, I'll handle the correction of the church. You can call. Okay. Out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I look if if you look, if we think if we're honest, and um, you and I now we've been pastoring up here uh, in Flagstaff. We started this church in 2012. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, like, our church was 99% college students back then, yeah. which for the most part meant 97% single. You know, there were kind of a couple young marrieds and stuff like that. But everyone was single back then, yeah. you know. And so when you have that, I think it's, it's easy to kind of talk through singleness. Everyone kind of feels that. But oftentimes I think the direction of the contemporary evangelical church, it's centered around... The family and what happens is I think the leadership then ends up speaking and the verbiage they use, the illustrations they use, they usually are tied to that season of life, both I think for the person speaking, yeah. the teacher, the preacher, but also as they see who's in the community. Yeah. And like often the preacher's illustrations are all about their, yeah. their two sons. Two and sons. For, I mean, they're kids. I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're not their two sons. Especially when kids. they're five and two. Yeah, five and yeah, two. Yeah, totally. Where one, the second son is very more dangerous. And, right. No, <laughs> totally. Which is good about that is because we are the children of God. So <laughs> it's always applicable yeah, hey. in that sense. But I, but I think unintentionally, I think it's just even a confession for me. I think I can easily fall into preaching in such a way yeah. that even unintentionally, yeah. the verbiage and the, the wording we use how we talk about stuff, the yeah. illustrations we say, 
they tend to be very familial. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other part of that is the way we then not just talk about the current situation, but the way we talk about, um, excuse me, the way we'll talk about marriage as being kind of like, it, it becomes the goal, like a yeah. goal, a sub goal of Christianity yeah. is like, hey, yeah, glorify God and, and do all that, but get married, you know, like that. And, and I think it's not even, I think that explicit, although in some circles I think it is and has been especially. But I think even just in the, the way we talk about things, it, it's that idea of like what you what you celebrate the most becomes culture, right? Yeah. And and we often celebrate like good husbands and wives and family and kids yeah. and all Finding that stuff. Finding a spouse is a good thing. Finding a spouse is a really good thing, you know? And so because I think those things are true uh, and we celebrate those a lot, it becomes like, well, that must be the goal, yeah. right? Like that must be part of this is I have to... Uh, get into the church, I have to be faithful to Jesus, but there's always this, like, if I want to really do it, yeah. I, I need to get married. Um, and so that's the church pressure. And last thing I'd say, I think there is a pressure that comes from our culture at a certain level as well, um, that if you are not living your life the way the quote-unquote world would call you to, yeah. then that must mean you must do it this other way, and this other way means find a husband. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, that's, uh, I'll add on to that before kind of the, whatever, the correction to perspectives. But yeah, I th- I, I've increasingly realized I feel like a lot, of, um, a lot of the sickness in the American church is uh, like syncretism. And I don't know if you guys know syncretism, I'm sure most of you do, but syncretism is this idea of two things that... Uh, are, are almost like opposed or shouldn't go together necessarily come together and maybe I'm saying that wrong but two things come together in a way and create like a new thing together and so a lot of American church is American or our culture or whatever the things around us and so I'm not trying to say all American culture is bad but there's idols in our culture that we've allowed to come into the church and so I think when it comes to singleness there's just certain idols and certain practices in our culture as a whole that we've allowed to come into the church and so I think the the like the idea of the nuclear family is one of these idols in our culture in some places and spaces and I think I think even just thinking through like in our culture there's a heavy practice of just like uh, this is my family I don't really interact very much with other people. Mm-hmm. I don't really include other people in my family. It's my family and that's it. Yeah. And I think because that cultural practice is in the church, singles feel that too. They feel the fences around the house, so to speak, but in the church too. Right. And so I think there's that aspect too. So I think there's very much like a practice of uh, fencing off our families from our greater family, the family of God, the other singles in our family. And so, yeah. so I think we bring that practice into the church. No, I, and I'd say too, I think like we've, uh, there's a holistic view of like what we've preached that isn't just specific to marriage, but ha- we just haven't done a great job over the history of the church in truly communicating like Jesus is sufficient, yeah. like truly sufficient. Like yeah. you really don't need yeah. something else. Jesus is that for you. And I think through the drips of American Christianity, Western Christianity, that's just a, I mean, that's just a truth, not just yeah. with the marriage thing, but in general, we don't think Jesus is enough. Yeah. You know, it's always that Jesus plus this for, not just salvation, but for just joy in life. Yeah. And so I think then if you're a single, you're like, okay, I need to add something else to be able to make this thing work yeah. because Jesus 
isn't satisfactory. Totally. And I don't want to just put that on singles and say like, hey, you need to believe this, although that's probably part of it in there as well, but also have we preached effectively in our end on a consistent level for people to say, no, truly, like he's totally enough, yeah. like 100%, so. No, that's good. I, so I think if I'm gonna correct singles in the church and correct my own heart when I was single in the church, I, I think that in our culture right now, we have this tendency to hear when something is wrong and we convince ourselves that it's wrong everywhere and wrong in every situation. Okay. And so I think there are certainly churches that do not love singles well, that I idolize the nuclear family. Yeah. And and people have called that out and I think that's good. But then I think what happens sometimes is we go, that every church that's a problem. Every single church right. that's right, happening. Right, right. Yeah. And so we almost nitpick when it comes to this. And this is for any issue. This is it doesn't it isn't just singles that do this. It's everybody that has an issue with the greater church. They'll a lot of times I've seen bring it into their local church when it might not be a problem in that local church. Yeah. And so I yeah. I mean That's I even know that too. as a yeah. pastor in a variety not just not on this issue really in our church that much, but on other theological issues that sometimes somebody's background they're coming from something. And then they come in up in here and they're like, why don't you ever talk about this thing? And I'm like, we do talk about oh, yeah. that it's a lot. Like, like, you've been here for a week. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I, I, think, know. I think I think yeah, we do. Totally. And sometimes they're they're merited. What they're saying, there is merit to what they're saying. But I think sometimes our baggage forms how we view situations and, yeah. and, and things. So I, I just think that's something for us to think through and know. And so when we're feeling sensitive to those things that sometimes, uh, sometimes it's our baggage. It doesn't mean it's wrong or we shouldn't bring it up, but... Yeah, you know, my baggage changes a lot. I remember one time me and you got into it about, I was mad at something you said to me via text years ago. And I remember I was like, dude, you said this, bro. And you were like, did I say that? And you weren't like trying (laughs) to be a jerk. He was like, let let me go back and look at this. And we looked at the text and you didn't say that at all. Like you said something like, Maybe in the same neighborhood, but not even, maybe not even that. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, no, I remember that. It was like you had asked a question, but it was nowhere near what I had thought. But because of my own baggage, I heard it that way. And right. I, I remembered it that way and I internalized it that way. Um, and that's not, you know, that's my own stuff to deal with. And you were really gracious in that. Um, but I think it was important for me too in that moment to go, oh, this is me. This is, yeah. how, this is how. I've been hurt in this way before, so I thought I was being hurt in this way when right. I wasn't. Right. And that's not always the situation, but yeah. I, I think that's sometimes the situation. Oh, so. totally. I, I just add, too, just on that end, you know, like, I, I got I got saved in college, right? And so then some of that stuff around, like, some of this family stuff and kind of the idol of, of that a little bit in the church culture is somewhat a newer revelation to me because it wasn't, you know, I got saved in the first, I was really involved with Camp's Crusade, yeah. which is like mostly singles, yeah. you know, you're in college ministry. And then I, I, you know, I had a home church, but I mostly went to their college ministry, which yeah. was mostly singles. And so like my early shaping was like, oh, this is like, it's a singles thing. Yeah. Like this is kind of what's going on. It's really, I've learned a lot more, obviously since we planted and we've seen the kind of changes in our church and demographics and stuff of how, how easy it is to trend that way. But I know that process for me, um, I know I remember even being a single, making that transition to kind of more familial space. Yeah. I think there was like, 
a lack of understanding of 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 like how hard it is to be married and have kids at the same yeah. time. And, and uh, this isn't a, it's so hard to be, you know, but, yeah, yeah. but it's the idea of like, I, I expected some things that were just unrealistic yeah. given the fact that like, it's a busy life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, I mean, I love Jesus's teaching in Matthew 19. He teaches on, he reframes marriage for everybody. He doesn't really reframe it. He just says like, this was what yeah. my intent was from the beginning. Yeah. And it's a covenant that basically shouldn't be broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, the disciples, their response to that privately with Jesus is, this is like a hard teaching, Jesus. Oh, that's and right. Jesus' yeah. yeah, response exactly. back to them is like, yeah, yeah, marriage isn't for everybody. Right. <laughs> like, you right. know, like, and so I think that t- totally touches on what you're saying. Like, you know, marriage is difficult. It's not for everybody. Yeah. So I so, think having that yeah. perspective from a, from a place of singleness to say, one, to have a, a, a healthy view of your married brothers and sisters as well. Yeah. And, and that they do need care. And so when that's being talked about, yeah. it isn't like just because that's all we talk about. It's like, yeah, it's an important thing. That they need help. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And that type of thing. Mixed with some of the times where maybe, and I know that singles will not feel as loved or welcomed in by families. Some of it is. It's just, man, you, you sit down with these families they are maxed out at capacity. Totally, totally. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, I, I don't know how to take care of my yeah. life right now. And so I think there's some of that graciousness That's that obviously goes up. both yeah. directions. I think as you kind of navigate that a question of like, why, why can they feel less than? I think it's, yeah. there's, there's a That's whole a litany of reasons. But. I, I think to bring up another point that something you said that was making me think about it was I also think our church, churches have been very like age centered and like there's a program for every age. And right. I don't think that's always wrong. I think that's okay in a lot of instances. Yeah, you're a lot of times you're very pro of that. Yeah, I'm very pro times, because yeah. I, in the right I, context. Yeah, yeah, I think that people learn well better in some of those environments. And yeah. so, so I'm okay with that. But uh, sometimes that's made us go too far that direction and we expect things for our exact demographic in the church. Right. And then we also expect to only interact with our exact demographic in the church. And so when those things happen, then I do, I think it can make singles feel like, well, you know, I'm the yeah. only single person in this yeah. whole church. Right. So who do I interact with? What is for me? Yeah. Where's my place? And yeah. And so yeah. I think that's why I think church, there's a balance for churches attention to go okay we want people to learn and grow in environments that will really foster that and help that and i think sometimes age age things and restrictions help with that but then the tension of but we want our community to be a community that has all sorts of people in it and that those environments don't primarily make up how we join together Mm -hmm. and love and care for each other right So, so yeah i think that that would be another our own kind of, I don't know if it's consumerism or whatever. It's just how the church yeah. has done church for the last 30 years, 40 years even. And, and here, I, we, I know we're, we're kind of camping on this question a lot, but I think this one more thing that I think is really important is to bring in the, uh, the gendered aspect of this. Mm. The church in America consists, I think it's like 57% female. Yeah, I think it's, it's, high, it's more female than male. Significantly, sure. yeah. right? Like 10, 15% higher. And, and I think obviously in our culture, there's, there's a reality of... Um, I, I think because we've we've and it's not just the church; it's been our culture for hundreds of years, and the church has bought into that in some healthy ways and some unhealthy ways, certainly. But just this, all right, like you're you're a woman, and so part of your role is to find that man that's going to like lead you and be your husband and all that kind of stuff. 
And I think that the unhealthy part of that has then in these, in these places, especially for women more than young men. So when you start talking about singleness, singleness for women I think has been more difficult for young men in our churches because even more so given the structures of traditional church, traditional values within our society, yeah. it's, hey, like women, like wait and get your man and then yeah. progress. Right now, obviously, everything has progressed beyond that, but I think like the realities of that historical aspect of it yeah. still play significant roles in the cultures of the church. Yeah, so, like, almost like their purpose. They don't have purpose until they're a wife or a mom right. type of thing. Yes. Which we would say is not true. Absolutely, but, yeah. yeah, to be very but, clear. Yeah. yeah. But and, and, and even that if like pressure. that's the chief yeah. purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, you're doing you can do some good things, but once you can then fulfill these roles, totally. then you've really totally. you've really finally reached where you're supposed to be. And so I, I do want to acknowledge that that I think for, for young women, I think it is even probably more difficult than for I don't want to see just say young, but just for single women than it is for single men yeah. in the church, probably more difficult as well. So just to well, acknowledge and even that just piece the, of that. Yeah, the uh, aspect of even just the ratios, that's just that's just going to make it harder. Oh, say yeah, say yeah, you okay. want yeah, to yeah. date someone, that, right. that if you're looking for a godly Christian man, but there's not as many godly Christian men in your church, uh, that's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that absolutely plays a role. I think that'll a little bit more of that can that'll come into that next one. So I'll ask you this: So, why is singleness a low desired trait in our culture and and humanity? So um, that's good. I uh, I just want to read Karina's response. She goes, "I may not become a wife or a mother because dating sucks and I'm awkward." So thanks for addressing that. Our worth doesn't come from that. You're welcome, Karina. And honestly, like yeah. like blissfully awkward. Like you, like Karina, you're like the best kind of awkward. We love yeah. you. So you you embrace it. Uh, so that's why we love you. And dad. dating does dating does suck at at, at real levels. So yeah. No, no. no. Um, yeah. So the question uh, back to the question. But yeah, why is singleness a low desired trait in our culture uh, and you know church humanity? Yeah. And the whole I, so. You know, I I think it's probably a human. There's a human core need to want intimacy, like all human. I think you'd find this in every culture. It just probably looks different in every yeah. culture. But we want intimacy. We want relationship with people. And we probably even want romantic relationship. Those are probably human core needs that, maybe not core needs, but core desires is probably a better way to put it, um, that I think ultimately all can be found in God. And so that's why I think they're in us. And so... Um, I think that's why that is a low desired trait in general. But then I think when you come to our culture and every single movie has a, a romance storyline in it. <laughs> right, yeah, no, that's uh, good. You know, there's yeah, not very, very there's very few movies that don't have, have any type of yeah. love subplot. And they're usually my yeah. favorite movies, yeah. you know, but every single movie has on the like I would I wouldn't be shocked if it's 90% of movies have some sort of a romance pursuing a romance mm -hmm. uh, angle within the movie and so I mean I think I, I you know it's just it gets funny even like every Disney movie every single Disney movie pretty much has that until recently they oh, started okay. to stop I, I, like Moana I think doesn't have it I'm trying to think yeah Nothing but, but Toy Story 4 does like, Toy I mean, Story 4 the, the bow on that yeah. is that well, is with bow yeah <laughs> it's with Woody and yeah. Bo yeah. so alerts. but uh, no mean, but I mean that's a, while, I mean that's a good point but, like inanimate yeah. objects that need uh, love yeah <laughs> that need love <laughs> right, also I've thought I've, the sidebar 
What a, uh, if these toys can exist forever, what a uh, horrible eternity on the <laughs> earth for these toys. Anyways, um, all toys just go all the trauma these toys have been through. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, no, but anyways, yeah, so I think when stories are powerful and stories shape us and so if that's a primary story that we're all watching and so i don't think watching those things is bad or wrong or whatever right. i think they tell great stories but but when that's always a goal in the story or always a part of the story then we're going to convince ourselves for our stories that should be a part of it too yeah and so then yeah. that affects how we preach that affects how we teach that affects how we disciple one right another. right um, that affects the church in all sorts of ways and so it's this underlying current that's there and so when we are single we convince ourselves something's missing or something's lost or we don't have enough of something um, and even sometimes we don't notice that we're that we're doing that right so I've noticed this is a funny trend I've noticed is a lot of people that get married and don't like it's not like they hate marriage but it's also not like they're just like it's the best ever <laughs> like they have a pretty good view of it yeah a lot of those types when they meet single people and know single people they're like dude you gotta get married once you get married like that's that's the thing you need i've heard people in our church say it and i have to stop i usually stop yeah, them and right. go hey please don't say that like yeah that's like kind of messed up to say because one uh i won't, don't know if you would paint your marriage in this sort of a like chief end or goal type of a light and then too like makes it demeans them it makes them feel like being single is less and so well, and it's just yeah. also we would probably say like theologically inaccurate you know what i mean like it's that's not even you know what I mean? like yeah. you're putting that as this thing that has to be out there yeah and it's interesting because even with like the entertainment piece of it that you bring up is there's a significant reality to this of and what you watch and what you see is is a massively idealized version of that, yeah. you know, as well, which yes. does set you, it sets all of us up for failure. I mean, because, it's... Yeah. Well, sorry. No. I, I want to interrupt because not only is it, it romance in every story that we watch, yeah. but a, like, soulmate completing me, making my life whole right. romance is in every story. So right. it's not even just romance. It's it, It's often this sort of... If I get into this relationship, oh, then things will be fine. Yeah, that's things a Things will be better. Then I've right. arrived. Right. And we believe it. We all believe it. We all chase after it. Yeah. We all... Even we, as, as married folks. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I, right. I think just to, to piggyback on some of that stuff, I mean, I think like... It's not, I think you can hear this question and say, well, why is there a low desire trait in our culture? And you're seeing that, like, I think people would say, well, it's not. Like, there's a trend towards, no, singleness yeah, maybe, and yeah. travel and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, statistically, all that stuff is very true for the millennial generation. Is actually changing quite a bit with Gen Z based on early statistics and stuff they're looking at. But that yeah. being said, that even in that, though, what you see is in all of this travel, in all this, the what rose out of that is this massive kind of serial dating perpetual let me find the next person so yeah. it was it was different but it really was just a right it was just another side of the same coin of yeah. saying hey like but i don't want to be alone yeah. you know what i mean like that alone doesn't feel good that doesn't feel satisfactory yeah. and so let me just pursue it in shorter term relationships just be with this person for a bit or whatever and so even if you were to look at like culture and and say oh well it's trend it's it's really not like yeah. there's still this 
well, I don't want to be alone by myself. I need to have this person in my yeah. life. And, and, and millennials that, you know, might be so. unique in that, too, from the study, because I've been reading a lot on all the generations. Right. Um, and what, what I'm finding is us millennials that are bringing, we have very weird kind of views and things we're doing compared to Gen Z below us and compared to all the generations above us. So yeah, I, do, I think that does color it a bit. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. What, how, how are singles a blessing to the church? I think we've already touched on it a bit, but what are some ways you just know that singles are a blessing to the church um, and to the world? Gosh. Single, I'll just be, I'll just look right at the camera and say like, hey, if you are single and you are watching this, and this isn't not meant to be like, if you're not single and watch this, that this isn't true for you, but really just to make it as explicit as possible. If you're single watching this, like you rock. Like, yeah. I mean, like there's, there's so much to be that like legitimately, personally, I am thankful for, for the single friends uh, that I have in my life, for the single people in our church. And, and so there, there's a bunch of things. I'll run through a couple. I'm sure you have stuff you'll add to it. Yeah. Uh, why are singles a blessing to the church? One, um, and this, I want to be careful because it's not like a, we can use you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is a reality of just like, and I remember when I was single, I just did have in general more time, yeah. right? Um, I was able to enter into and to be a blessing to people that didn't have that same freedom yeah. in that same time. And it's massively needed. It goes back to kind of what we were talking about before of like there are real difficulties that also exist in family and marriage in different parts of our city culture world that when you're single, you truly have this incredible opportunity to, to have a little more freedom, a little more time to go out at nights to, you know what I mean? You yeah. don't have to be home at 7.30 to put the kids down, yeah, you know, yeah. all these types of things. Um, and, and just being able to be present in these multiple spaces. Now, I do think the church, and I don't mean necessarily our church, but if we have done this, we'll confess that too. But I think we can abuse that freedom yeah. and, and easily be like, well, hey, you're single, so you can just do it, which is egregious and sinful on, on the yeah. ends of the leaders that we might do that. And again, if we've done that, we're sorry, but... But I don't want that to undercut, no, when you're single, like there's just a reality of like, yeah. you, you have more time, you have yeah. freedom to, to move and to say yes and no to pretty much whatever you want to say yes and no to without having to ask, uh, you know, anyone else, you yeah. know? So I think there's just a real reality to that. Um, and then listen, the, the church consistently, if you look throughout history, um, and it, so there's a practical aspect to it of like the church will die if young people and single people aren't part of it. It just, it just will, you know, yeah. like, and that's just been the history and tradition that we need continued influx of those who are younger, those who are single, um, who are older. I mean, just that, just yeah. because of not just what you can do and what your time and energy can provide, but there's just a reality to your presence gives life to those around you simply because you are part of the body of Christ. And so I, I want to be very clear to like to any of the singles listening and for all of us to learn that, that even if a single doesn't contribute a lot, right? Like they're not always burning all the stuff that you know, necessarily needs to be done. Yeah. Like your presence as being a Christian that is part of the body of Christ helps the church, yeah. right? Like it is a blessing to the church because the church is supposed to be together. In that. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I mean, two things I would add to that is uh, I think um, first, they're just like added fam family members, you know, added 
Uh, yeah. You know, uh, strong family members a lot of times. I think a lot of our singles, even though I know they would probably say, man, we are all across the board and how strong we are or not. I think them being able to lead themselves well is a strength to the church. And so even when they're going through a lot, a lot of times because they're able to lead themselves well, they, they're helping and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think in my own family, when uh, different single people have been part of it more often, it feels like I have this extra family member that's like an awesome person in yeah. our family, you know? That's really and, good. And I think it's true for the greater church too. When I, we have this, it just feels like an extra awesome family member to have in our, in our family. So I think there's that. Um, I think the second thing would be uh, their perspectives on the world and just how yes. they see things. Big I thing. think uh, everybody that's not single kind of, I, I think sometimes we get tunnel vision and we just see things certain ways. We don't know, uh, we can't engage with culture as well. We can't know why uh, people think the way they do in our culture. And a lot of times I think our singles are, are prophetic voices to us. Yeah, that's great. Um, to yes. tell us, hey, this is what's going on out there. This is what it looks like out there. This is how, how it's going. Um, and then I think besides like all the biblical implications that Paul often talked, that Paul talked about with just, yeah, I mean, if singles can just do much more, they just can't, not just, I'm not even saying in the sense of time, they just, because they are stewarding, stewarding their lives well and their own individual relationship with God. Right. And I, I don't mean this to be demeaning. They don't have to worry about stewarding, discipling these three little kids. Like I, I am constantly kind of not worrying about, but it's at well, the yeah. front of my mind. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. God's brought me into that. That's what I, what he has for me. Um, they don't, you know, so they can put themselves in situations to love people really well Yeah, uh, that need the love as, as well. So I, I, I've always envisioned, man, I think one of the most powerful churches for getting work done, like in the community, would be a church full of singles and empty nesters. Like, that's what I think, or people good. older, you yeah. know, because I think they they just have an ability yeah, that's to great. care for people and love people. And so, um, yeah, and, and yeah, and strength to do it. And even like Brandon said, energy to do it. But so, yeah, I think perspective, added family member, a prophetic voice, I think often. And yeah, and then they just can do, they can do hard things. Right. They just often can. And let's remember, like the mission of the church is to glorify God and to bring that glory and that kingdom to the, to the rest of the world that needs to yeah. hear and know. And like increasingly our culture is driving more towards singleness and yeah. from the statistics, you know, less people are getting married or they're getting married much later yeah. in life. Um, and so Gosh, it's just a lot harder for my wife and I and our family to reach out to uh, to a bunch of singles on a yeah. consistent basis and be present in the life of a bunch of singles because their lives just look oftentimes yeah. different than mine. And so just on a, the most practical would be how are the singles a blessing to the church? You reach singles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the singles, you can go and reach and share the gospel yeah. and bring Jesus to these other singles that you or yeah. I are just going to have naturally 
the same just yeah. life they can flirt, with. flirt to convert they can flirt to convert yeah just, we don't believe yeah that. you can make a uh, terry to marry you know my dad says if the lord tarries if the lord tarries yeah no but you've told me he says that yeah so i think that's good so let's go this next one how can um how can those who are not single uh, love love singles better? Like, what can yeah. we do? Man, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of things. I think there's, uh, I I think there's first, just seeing them as a peer. <laughs> I think yeah, like uh, there's a lot of things we could do, but I think there's a mindset. I you know, I, it it kind of bums me out. A lot of times I hear people say in general. Uh, everywhere, not just the church, but like I'm married now. That guy, he's still single. We just, I don't know. We just, we're not in the same stage. We can't be as good of friends oh, anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I don't really quite get them. And oh, man, I, I feel like some of my best friendships were while I was married, and then I had a single person. Yeah, like. And I feel like it didn't alter my friendship with them at all. And so right. it makes me go, we change our perspective and we go like, oh, I've reached this level that they're not at. And it's like, no, like you just are in a, you just have a different, different things to steward than what they have to steward. And so I think change your perspective and think of them yeah, as peers great. and uh, yeah, not, not demean them in, in the, your thoughts about them. Um, I think that another big thing is to in- include them in our lives, like just include yeah. them yes. uh, in our families and look for ways to do that. And I think I, I love that you brought up it's hard for families sometimes to include singles. And so sometimes that takes built in time and trust to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, a lot of you guys remember Emma, of course, and she's, she was in our RCs when it started back in whenever it was. Yeah. And... Um, and so she was with us when we were married with no kids. She was with us once we started when we were married with one kid and then all the way up until I think she was here when we had two kids. And so, um, I know she was here when we had two kids, but I don't know if she was here when we had three kids. She wasn't. Um, so anyways, all that to say like, uh, Man, having Emma in our family was a, a huge blessing to us. Yeah. And I know that Emma would say it was a huge blessing to her, too, and that she was thankful for that and thankful that she got to be a part of that. And that there was, I think there was family things in my life that were redeemed because she was a part of our family. And then there was family things in her life that were redeemed because she was a part of our family. Yeah, it's so, so good. So I think oh, that, super good, figure, yeah. to, and it might be a slow process. Like if you're a family, you're like, man, I'd love to do that. Just might be a slow process for you, and that's okay too. Because I don't think you should just let someone just all of a sudden see everything, um, everything to uh, just do everything to include a single in your family all of a sudden. But work towards that work go go that direction increase intimacy in healthy ways yeah so um yeah those are some some ways i think we can love yeah i love i love the inclusion into the family thing obviously there's a handful of of people that we would say like are part of like you said before like these singles just become family you know and they're they're legitimate people that i know verity and i that we feel that we try and have in our home yeah that legitimately like are they're as close to that, like sister slash daughter, you yeah. know what I mean? Like Aunt, in whatever, that yeah. realm, you know, of, yeah. uh, and then, yeah. And then so like aunt to my boys yeah. type of thing, uh, uncle to my boys. And so I think like that stuff is massive. It's like yeah. so healing and restorative and beautiful. And I, I would really say like if, 
if you are um, if you're not single, married, or whatever that looks like, whatever your story is, uh, and you're looking a way to do that, like even just talk to us about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, if if you know some singles in your life, like invite them for dinner and yeah. and and. And just let them kind of be part of your rhythms and life and things like oh. that. And honestly, we have received, I think, probably more in those relationships than, than we've given. But, man, they've been really, really good and really helpful. And so I'd say that. I'd say, like, there's there's a, 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 this thinking intentionally through our speech. And you and I, I think, easily can... I mean, there's some amens that we could hear out on the other side of this wall from the jokes that can be made, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and I think just being being really wise and cautious with some of that because yeah. it can come off as, you know, you say like, hey, so are you dating yet? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, a, you know, an attractive guy walks in and you say to a, a, yeah, a young yeah. single to your life, like, hey, so, you know, sparks or whatever, you know? And and I think that, that can just create that culture. And I don't think it's intentional, yeah, yeah. but it does, it does breed some of that as oh, well. Yeah. And so I think just how can we be wise about our speech and what we're, what we're saying even unintentionally yeah. Uh, in the midst of that is, is super important. So make I sure they're that, only good jokes, not. Um, yeah, like, I would say just clear them with 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 Anthony and I, <laughs> and then like, is this funny enough to make it worth it? Uh, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, so so that's the idea. This is a great no, question even, from Alicia. Oh, oh no, go ahead. no, I was I was gonna even say like uh, like Kaylee and Jessica attend to this. We will tease around about this topic and yeah. with them and stuff, and they'll they'll say too much, and they're right. And there's been times where I've purposely. On myself put a moratorium on on any jokes like that to them because and I haven't said that to them or whatever just like, did. well yeah no, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. like I, well, I'm not like oh I'm not gonna make these jokes anymore or whatever but I'm like I need to I need to I'll dial it jokes <laughs> Kayla says only she gets it there you go all right <laughs> um, no but yeah I just my own kind of uh, like ah this is I I need to make sure to speak more into their identity as a person than and their identity in God than, than their singleness. But yeah, yeah, I think Alicia's question is good too. Yeah, so. it's, it's great. So if you guys can see this thing, uh, the comment there, it just says like, what can the church do structurally, which I love that, to encourage single people. For example, the church um, often has several family and married-oriented groups uh, and events. And, and, and I would say like, we don't have a ton of necessarily married groups that are specific like you need to be married to be part of this or anything like that we have done a couple of marriage conferences yeah i think in the past yeah, yeah. Uh, over the last seven years but and we've also um, done single ones and we've done that's more. right we've done one more. single conference and yeah. stuff that being said I, I think um when we start talking through the way we do groups and the way we do these things because um i think how do we continue to press people into discipleship and make Jesus the hero, the savior, the one that's worth chasing, following after. For me, so from a structural standpoint, it's just, are we looking through all of this content of what we're trying to communicate, preach, share within uh, our small groups, whatever, you know, mentorship programs, that what we're pressing people towards is Jesus, uh, first and foremost. So it's a really a content-driven question. Um, versus a structural situation because I don't know if you or I would necessarily be and I don't even I'll say this because but maybe we would but I don't know if we'd ever do a singles event um, that we haven't done events like that in the past I don't yeah. know if we would necessarily say that's the you answer would. you think I would <laughs> just so I don't know if that would be something that we would personally yeah, do yeah. but I know churches that have done that and they have kind of singles groups or whatever it may be 
Um, my, I'll say this, my fear in some of that is because there's so much of this baggage of you got to find someone that when you do the singles group, yeah. it becomes this thing like, well, I, totally. we're, we're creating this so you can find your totally. significant other, which again, we want to just move single and married and everywhere in between to a place of just loving and adoring Christ. So, uh, so that was a long way to answer to say, I, I don't know, like, yeah. on a structural level outside of content, at least in this moment. But I'd love yeah, to hear I, I mean, I think that in all the ways we are trying to teach families to live out their vocations and steward their vocations as fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, all the ways that we try to do that, we should try to have a, a similar amount, if not equal amount of teaching on how to live out our vocation as a single person well, mm -hmm. too. And so... Uh, that would be one thing that I would say. So I, I would almost say uh, that we, when we do a family event or a parent event or whatever, that we should think, okay, do we have another event? Because a lot of our family events are teaching it, like teaching how to parent well. Mm -hmm. Then maybe we need an event that's yeah, how do you single how, well? How do you single well? How yeah. do you date well? Oh, like that kind point. of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's one way. I think the other thing is, and this is I think structural, but we wouldn't see it as this. Um, every Roots Lunch that we've taught, when we talk about community, one, one, just how we teach about community, I think presses against the idea that we should just be in groups with people just like us. Yeah. But then we also that teach, on, one of the ideas we teach on in there is appreciate diversity. And so this is a structural thing we teach because we want singles and marrieds in relationship with each other. We want singles and uh, elders, that generation, elders, in relationship with people that are retired mm -hmm. in relationship with each other. We want these relationships to happen, which in the last however many years of the church, they don't happen as often. And so I think really the one, the best way we can structure this and chase after this is to push all of our groups to have a, to appreciate diversity and appreciate who's there no matter what walk of life right. they're in. And so... Um, so yeah, I think that's a thing we do every month structurally, but I think we also have to teach on that, talk about that, uh, exemplify that, all those things. So that, that would, that would be some of my thoughts on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, I was going to make a stupid joke. So <laughs> it wasn't very good. Good job. Well, yeah. Was yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> um, let's get to this next question. It says, is it wrong to be single or to even encourage singleness. And uh, I'll jump into this one at first. I mean, um, man, very clearly, no, uh, yeah. not wrong to be single, uh, not wrong to encourage singleness. Uh, if that's true, yeah. then the scriptures we have to wrestle with where Paul encourages singleness, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, be single as I am, that you might have an undivided heart. And, and that kind of speaks back to the freedom and the opportunity yeah. to, you care for you and the Lord, you know? So I think just uh, absolutely not wrong to be that. And, and I would even go beyond to say it is beneficial in many ways that, we, again, hopefully if you've been listening, we've talked about that we need to herald more often. Yeah. You know, you've heard oftentimes the way singleness gets kind of talked about is it gets talked about as like, oh, what's this gift that you receive, yeah. you know? And, you know, class like Chandler's like, yeah, you feel like, you know, I'm going to return this gift. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I burn with passion, that type of idea. Yeah, and so. Yeah. Uh, so the reality of, I, I think people think when they, when you might say, Hey, no, this singleness thing could be a gift for you. 
it's not saying that like, hey, there's this deliverable that now you wear this for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then at, at some point, once you've received this gift, that's like waiting out there for God to give you this gift of singleness, that then now you can live in that gift. Yeah. It's saying like, if you're single right now, it is a gift, period, right? Yeah. Like, because you are able to operate, as Paul says, with an undivided heart, you do have more time, freedom to pursue the Lord. You can do things that non-single folk cannot do. And so just saying like, it's a gift right now yeah. for you, for you to walk in in this moment. And, and that, that doesn't necessarily, it doesn't fix the emotional yeah. difficulty that some uh, we know from talking to people that you experience of, I want to be married or yeah. I want this. Um, but it does, I think, help us understand that that you don't have to get any place as a single person for you to be living in the way God yeah. has intended for your life, for your vocation, for your calling, to be a blessing unto him and to the church and to the world. Like You are gifted with singleness because you're single. Yeah. And so live in that gift. Yeah, know? I think um, to touch on the gift thing too, it's funny because I've seen singleness put in like spiritual giftings like... Mm -hmm. um, thing sometimes they'll just put celibacy in particular, but I've seen singleness. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if that's an accurate description. Uh, I think often when we try to categorize the spiritual spiritual gifts in the right. Bible, I think we're off on it sometimes. But let's say it was but the spiritual gifts. There, sorry, I'm almost pulling this out, so I'm making sure uh, the spiritual gifts are uh, always used to bless the world. You know what I mean? Or in some way, bless others in some way. So when God gives us gifts, we are blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. So even though like we might not want a gift that we have, uh, it's God can use it to bless and, and love and care for the world. And so when somebody is single, God it can use that to bless the world through your singleness. And I think we see that a lot in our church. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, just to kind of touch on that. No, I, I just really quick, I'd just say, like, not, to, we would just encourage, like, there's, even just looking at some of the names that are on here, you know, um, Angie. Hey, Angie. No, Angie. Angie! What's up? Louisiac. Um, I think, although recently not single, but. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> no. We're not we're trying to know. get involved let in that. Yeah, let us know in the comments. If you just put up his picture, that'd be great, Angie. Um, but just looking at the names, like, <laughs> very specifically, Redemption Church Flagstaff would not be where we are without the singles that are yeah. invested in this ministry and in our church. And I don't just even mean that from, like, an output. I mean, literally from, like, an internal heart level. Yeah. I love Jesus more because of so many of the people that are yeah. on this thread that are watching that aren't ever going to watch this but are in our community. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this very practically for us we would not be a fraction. I mean, Jesus is faithful, but yeah. right, like we would be a fraction of who we are internally, externally. With yeah. the singles life. I mean, a part of our theology is we think God has put each of us here to care for the world, love the world, restore, be part of that restoration process. And so if our church doesn't have singles, there are, there's an aspect of our, we're missing and caring for and loving the world in the ways that singles can love and care and be they themselves a gift to the world. And so, and gift to us, uh, like you're saying. So yeah, that's I good. think that, I think that's huge. I like what Kaylee said. It was more in regards kind of just like, just talking about her own experience as a single in the church and Christians inviting them in, inviting her into families. 
And she says this, it's been incredibly healing for me to be a part of families and to see healthy marriages. Jesus has used families that have welcomed me in beautiful ways to offer comfort, learning about relationships, communication, forgiveness, and partnering together. I'm so thankful for this. So that's, I mean, that's a cool perspective too of just, even Kaylee's humble heart, even of being a learner and, and seeing how much a blessing being part of a family has blessed her and helped her to grow. And so another uh, encouragement to us and families to include singles in our family. Because the reality is they are in our family. That's how, that's how the scripture defines it. Right. Is anyone that's a Christian is in our family. And so we need to act as such. I yeah. really, I really think we do. So. Yeah, I, I, and, and just add this, even just you know, as we kind of start getting towards the end here. Feel free if there's any other questions, thoughts, comments, yeah. uh, please. Like these have been really helpful to hear from you and and dialogue about some of these things, and even just share your thoughts and encourage all of us in this. But you know, just there because the culture um, is even moved like so singleness even in the way the world and our culture would talk about it, is so different from what we're talking about today, what yeah. the scripture would talk about. That like, I, I want to empathize as much as I can yeah. with, with like the singles also. And to say like, th- there is a reality that I know a lot of our single friends um, and singles in our church do want to be married. Some yeah. don't. And that's awesome too. And that's and that, okay that they want and that's, to And that's yeah. the thing, to affirm yeah. that in you. Like you want that? Great, like that's a thing yeah. that's great to want, right? Yeah. And um, and so if that's true, we want to affirm that in you. Um, in the same vein, want to yeah. say like, but that's that's not ultimately this great fulfillment. It yeah. doesn't change your value identity. It's it is, but it's also a good thing to pursue yeah. if that's where you're at. Um, and and to to know that like as you do things that way, you're doing them counter to the way our culture is just. Kind of this, hey, if I feel lonely, I'll just go find someone like yeah. to, like that. Um, and so even just doing singleness in such a way that is like patient and waits upon the Lord and seeks wise counsel is a beautiful thing because it is contrary to a world yeah. that is just searching for love in all the wrong places yeah. for, you know what I mean, lack of a yeah. better song title. But so I think just, I think that reality to honor you, many single friends and family that we have at the church to say like, so many of you are, you're, you're running a race that I know can be emotionally difficult and yeah. can be weighty. And we see you and we love you. And we know that's part of your story for a lot of you. And, and, and but gosh, like in the midst of it, God, God, just sees you as as whole right now, yeah, um, and and does long to give you the desires of your heart in in his timing and what that looks like. So yeah, no, that's yeah. good. Well, uh, unless there's any questions that pop up, I think that's kind of all our thoughts on singleness. So um, resources, there's a couple books. Yeah, uh, I mean the one that I'm hearing the best, most positive stuff about right now is it's by Sam Alberry, who he would say he himself says he struggles with same-sex attraction yeah, um, and that uh, he's had to navigate what it means to have a celibate and single life. And so he wrote a book called Seven Myths About Singleness. Yeah. And so uh, that's what I'm hearing the most positive um, stuff about. We have another book in here that uh, I know Jess Tenery liked uh, called... Uh, single dating engaged marriage. She she really liked what the author had to say about being single in general. I remember her being encouraged by that. Um, so those would be two resources off the top of my head. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so please continue to read up, reach out to us, um, talk to us, uh, engage with people. Um, again, if you're on the non the non single end of this thing, like yeah. man, try and like hang out with singles, you yeah. know, and make them make them part of the family and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, and as we do that, like hopefully the idea is that uh, we we do this all together. And what is formed is this more beautiful culture that is the church that reflects Jesus and reflects the community and, and kind of people of God in the midst of it all. So yeah. anyway, um, man, love you. Thanks for being with us. And uh, we'll uh, see you on Sunday. All right, guys. God bless you. Are you turning it off? I'll turn it off for you. Hey, I get to do the farewell. Yeah. Um, and so I'll just sit.